the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Well, that of course is the iconic wartime tune from the late Vera Lynn, who passed away today. And we decided to rip up the script uh, with Tom Dunn for Matters Musical by starting with that, Tom, you knew her well. Uh, I, I, yeah, like yourself, just heard earlier of her death. At 103, I think her age had become an absolutely remarkable thing. And I've seen her in interviews quite recently and she was very bright and together with that. And also recently topped the charts with her best job, becoming the oldest person ever to top the charts, uh, actually outdoing Bob Dylan in topping the charts at an elderly age. So um, I think that the key to what people loved about it were two things. One, she was known as the Force's sweetheart because she toured. I think it's quite an amazing thing to think of that during the height of World War Two, that she would have flown out to areas like Burma to entertain the troops. And when she did that, it meant an awful lot to them. They, they, they knew the risk she was taking with her own life and, and what you know, it meant to them to come over and try and entertain them in the face of what they were, they were facing into. So on top of that, I think the, um, the songs just took on a, a real iconic, the, she was the most iconic of all the performers of them. And I think she represented in their hearts a kind of a vision of what it was they really wanted to come home to. She, she would have said she represented their wives and families to them. And uh, that and the be bluebirds over the white cliffs of Dover became absolute iconic images of World War Two, which, which uh, got into everyone's hearts, really. And she remained huge after World War Two. She had number ones in America in the 50s. She had number ones in England in the, in the later 50s as well. And then she was on game shows and, you know, TV talk shows. Remained very, very bright healthy, vibrant person so long into her life that she really is one more little plank of what mm. was a very different... Uh, well, she, she's, she's, she, she, she has placed music at the centre of history. I mean, I think that is, a, you know, like for, for music heads like you, everything to do with music is historical, but this really was, you know, it'll always be played when Churchill and the war and all comes about. Lovely tribute there. Our, our, our sympathies, 103 years of age, a, a good age. Let Vera Lynn rest in peace. Now let's get to Tom's talking point of the week. Well, of course, that is my own theme tune, Money, That's What I Want. Uh, who, who's playing that? Uh, who's singing that? That's actually Etta James, the famous Etta James performing it. And when I was trying to pick that song uh, to play to you today, I just looked up other versions of it and discovered it's probably one of the most recorded songs in music history. It seems easier to tell you the people who haven't covered it than the people who have. I just thought, because I come on every week and I tell you about albums and gigs and things going on in music, that it, it's, it's remiss of me not to mention the fact that music is facing into an existential crisis the likes of which uh, we can't possibly have ever imagined before and whilst other sectors are feeling it very hard too and I think of the hotel sector and pubs there are people talking about at the moment I don't know if people quite realise 
quite what an industry music has become in this country. There's one organisation, Epic, they're called, representing event production, and they've put together some figures. There are 3,500 people employed full-time in event production in Ireland, 15,000 part-time. Um, gigs that bring in the events they're involved at 1.7 billion into the economy. It's a thing that's come on really in the last two decades where, where gigs, when I started to do gigs, uh, festivals seemed to be organised on the back of a truck. You, you felt the planning had taken place on the back of a cigarette package. These days, they're big, huge events. They employ loads of people, production teams, sound engineers, riggers, lighting, pyrotechnic experts, safety officers, event controllers, tour managers. People have developed their own businesses, often very often self-employed, and that is hugely threatened. And whereas in the bar sector and hotels, to an extent, you can kind of see a little bit of light, there's no light in the music industry at the moment. There, there's no sense of when festivals or a venue like the Olympia will be able to open its doors again. So there are various different organisations. One, the National Campaign for the Arts, has come up with a really brilliantly put together 13-point uh, point plan to bring to the government. And it's a really serious business. And they're trying to say things like money needs to be maintained to give them those payments for the COVID-19 payments until this starts to come back. And there needs to be help with venues and help with that it really is a business that employs many people and it needs, you know, as much of a shake of the rattle yeah, as, as the I, other I, I feel so strong because earlier, earlier on the show we featured uh, a guest from the Association of Conference Organisers. They're saying they're 200 million uh, down a hole in terms of international conferences that aren't being held. And we heard that uh, in the five hours. So, so I totally get it. I feel so strongly about this, Tom, including the music industry, that they should do a monthly thing, the death toll in livelihoods, the confirmed yeah. cases of people whose income are down. And then yeah. it might register with people in a context and a prism that they understand that this just ain't funny. And the truth of it is that a lot of these people are not in, you know, superannuated, uh, PRSI-insured employment. They're in the literal gig economy, and they're extremely vulnerable. And that's great when things are going gangbusters, but there actually is no social infrastructure to protect them at all. Nothing at all. It seems like it's a new development in Ireland. There are industries and skill sets we didn't have before. You don't think of them as uh, they're so new and so recent. And there's no outlet for them. There's nowhere Indeed. for them to go. No, it's, 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 it's very, often very employing difficult. people. All right, let's go to Tom's album of the week. Dark day in Dallas, November 63. A day that will live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a right line. Good day to be living. Was, it, was that the inimitable voice of Bob Dylan? It is. He's done something remarkable. Um, he has produced one more classic album at a point in his career when I think, to be honest, people thought that was beyond him. His really most amazing work that he had done was during the 60s and the 70s, and it was some of the best writing of the 20th century. It rightly won him the Nobel Prize a few years back. You kind of felt he was not, not much of a coasting on it. In an interview once, a very telling interview on 60 Minutes on CBS in 2004, they played him a little bit of one of his old songs. And they said to him, could you do that kind of stuff again? He just said, no, I can't. I don't know how I did it in the first place. Uh, but listening to that, that gift is gone. I can do other stuff now, but I can't do that kind of stuff now. So this album, 
it's just like Bob Dylan back in the zone again. And just with a way, with a way with words that you thought had gone away from him. And it's very uplifting. It's very He does very go moving. on a bit. One of the tracks is 17 minutes long. That is Murder Most Foul. That's the one he came back with. It starts with the JFK assassination, the very dark day in America and in the world in general. And then he starts listing the, all these things that come afterwards. And they're all music and all cultural. Even though it was very dark, music comes and lifts you from that and, and connects you with this wonderful picture of life from the arts and how important they are to you and music is to you. So the album is more of the same. It's, uh, for Bob Dylan fans, it's the best thing he has done in decades. It's, it's like a voice from the past has, has come through again, rough and rowdy ways. Uh, no, that's the name of the album, not Tom. It's an epic and it goes on forever. All right, now let's move to Tom's Gig of the Week. Just because it feels right It doesn't have to feel nice It shouldn't feel so empty When there's still me and you Tom, what are, what are Aslan up to now? Number one, they're celebrating um, because their current single, Hold On, is number one on the iTunes charts. And it's the first number one uh, Aslan have had in a very, very, very long time. And it's really important because uh, Christy, I don't know if you heard, but He's not his well. health has taken a turn for the worse again. That, that cancer is a cancer that I remember him saying at the time that you live with for a long time. You, you never get rid of it. You're constantly battling it. You're constantly treating it. So it's taken a swing towards the needs to be treated. Well, can, can uh, I, can I interrupt getting. you in saying that mostly... Nearly everyone you talk about actually don't know them. I did a Thursday interview with Christy Dignam when he published his book and he has a place in my heart. He is the warmest, nicest guy you could meet. Yeah. He's so infectious and his enthusiasm for anything and we wish him well. What What is the gig yeah. that they're doing? They are going to be doing one of the only gigs that we have uh, to look forward to in the summer as it stands, which is another one of these drive-in concerts. Uh, one, I think, in Limerick and one in Cork. Dublin Leopardstown, the 30th of July, to see it in front of me now, and Cork, the showgrounds, on Saturday, August the 2nd. So one of the great bands. I really like the way these drive-ins are shaping up, I'll be honest. Uh, 60 euro gets you a car of four people. That's very good value, mm. I think. And, you know, if it's going to be the Leopardstown, the, the racing, I presume will be on as well. You get to enjoy that. It's a chance to see live music, a chance to support live music and a chance to support Aslan, above all else, one of our national living treasures. As always, my thanks to Tom Dunn uh, uh, for his musical update. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.